Mystic Michaela spiritual family. Welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela. Today, I'm talking about burnout, but you know what? I'm talking about it in a different way. I am burned out from hearing people talk about burnout. Let's talk about burnout, what it really is, where it really hurts you, where it really hits you. I'm going to give you my spiritual take on it. But first, hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. So let's bring it back to you. You. Okay, sure. (laughs) You had like serious burnout for like years. We don't even know how you spent well, how many years teaching? 20? Yeah, I think I, you were burned out after like the what? Yeah. Well, I spent, tw- I was a teacher for 20 years. I was probably burnt out for, oh, let's say 17 of those years. <laughs> I think that's correct. <laughs> I do. And like, okay, so bring us back to it. Okay. When did you start to feel like, I don't know, burned out? Like what? Because you weren't, you're not the type to be like, I'm burned out. Like right. what were the feelings? Well, for me, burnout honestly was the repetition. Mm. That that that's where my burnout was. So, even at, at you know, let's say, all right. I mean, I went to I was at three different schools. I taught at three different schools. Right, four the, technically. Four, yeah, actually, technically four because I okay. spent one year in the inner city. Right. That year was actually that was probably my my favorite you year. Loved that year. Yeah. And the reason why I loved that year was because every day was different. Oh, my God. Those like, kids. Yeah. I mean, I have so many stories I could tell <laughs> yeah. from my one year in the inner city. Yeah. Um, I couldn't go back there because it was just like chaos. But yeah. um, uh, that, that, that year probably went the fast, fa- fastest. Yeah. You liked it. Yeah. Um, the second, then I went to a private school on Long Island. And I actually liked that because it, there, there was a lot of um, – I was like – I was coach of the hockey team. Yeah. Uh, floor hockey team. <laughs> They did their best. <laughs> they did their best, yeah. Um, and, and every day was, you know, a little different. So that wasn't too bad They gave either. you a lot of leadership in that school. Right. They really respected you. They gave you a lot of different... I remember, yeah, like, you would go on the, the senior trips with them. Yeah. I mean, they were like, hey, guys, today we're going to go protest in Washington, D.C. Everybody get on the bus, like, randomly. Right. It was a cooler context to teach in. Right. Maybe. So, yeah, they would let me plan trips. They'd let me um, do things like that. So, yeah. So that was okay. And then I went... Uh, from there, I went up back to Buffalo. So I moved back to Buffalo, and I went to um, Holland. I think I taught there six or seven years. Yeah. And that's when, like, the, the burnout began. Yes. And not yes. the first year because, you know, it was a we change of school. That, that yeah. was okay. But then as I was getting into, like, year three and four and five, uh, like, complete and utter burnout. So what does that feel like? It, Give it, me emotions. Okay. How does that feel? Physical it, feelings. What did you, you get? Okay. From, like, the moment I got up. And I knew I had to get like even dressed and then I had to get into the car. The whole process was dread for me. Mm. So it, it, was, it didn't even start in the school. It wasn't even like the, the first period that was burning or second period that was burning out. It was the whole process that I was burned out from. Yeah. Which is, it's, it's sad because like, like you have to like self-talk through it. Like, yeah. like I, I had a long drive into Holland. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like 30 minutes. Holland's like 30 minutes from Orchard Park where we were living, right? And I would just, you know, some, some, I did sometimes carpool and that was, I liked that. You know, I had this guy, Ron, I used to carpool. I loved Ron. Um, but when I went alone, it'd be like in my head, I'd be in my head like the whole, the whole time. Yeah. Dreading it. Like just dread. So what would you say to yourself? All right. Just like, you know, get through that moment. You know, once you get through first period and you do it once or twice, then you only got to do it like, you know, it was a lot of self-talk. Yeah. Cause you, when you're teaching, depending on where you teach, you have to. Um, basically say the same thing five times a day. Yeah, and that, and that was the problem with that school because, you know, you only did like ninth grade classes, so you had five ninth grade classes. Yeah. You did 10th grade, you had 10, 10, I'm sorry, five 10th grade classes. Yeah. And it was the same thing every, I mean, you got like one honors class, you know, so that was a drop different. Yeah. But 
you know, just, I was having the same conversations over and over again. Right. And, you know, and everyone tells you like, oh, you know, you can do this, you can do that. Yeah, they try to like, you know, change it up with this. Yeah. No, it's the same thing. It's <laughs> right, like, right. like, no matter what, I'm, you know, if you're talking about the current events of the day, you're still talking about the current events of the day. And everyone's yeah. like, oh, well, you have different conversation with different kids and it'll be great. And no, I didn't feel any of that, you know. So how did you feel like when you couldn't be excited about it anymore? Like, well, I mean, it, 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 I guess it was kind of a little depressing. I mean, you know, I had like moments mm-hmm. where I was like, oh, well, you know, I got, I had the fire back a little bit. Yeah. But remember, there's five classes a day. Yeah. So if I had the fire back once in a while, yeah. and then it would be gone. And then yeah. I felt, you know, I, I mean, the thing is, I don't want to be cocky here. I mean, I, I knew I wasn't doing my best, yeah. but I knew that my like, my half percent, my 50% yeah. was better than a lot no, you're of teachers. A good teacher. You so, you are. No, yeah. you are. Like, and, and that's true. Like you are like probably just such a natural yeah. educator that you just kind of showing up without prepping at all, by the way, <laughs> like very bare bones prepping right, right. probably is better than a lot of people. And I, I'm saying it, you don't have to say it. I'm saying it. Cause I know yeah. you and I remember talking to the kids and stuff like that. So I, I have to remind you that in Holland, you were so burned out so bad. And we just had a baby. So it was like, and you're stuck, you know, being a provider. You can't just like run away. Right. So I, you joined a hockey team. You joined the men's hockey team. I did. <laughs> that, that helped you for a while. Th- yeah, they, that, that actually did. Yes, you know, it did. Gave you something to look forward to. And I play a couple nights a week with <laughs> yeah. the, the old guys. I got a couple guys from the, from the school that I taught with yeah, to play on the team. And, you know, it was a, we were a bunch of misfits on ice. We were the we were the we, we were called the Shacks after yeah. a, a guy on the team that we called him Shack. Yeah, and he was like the worst player. You never ever uh, won except yeah, the one, one time. One, oh my god! Yes, we won <laughs> one game, <laughs> and we games. went nuts. Like it was just like pandemonium I have on ice. The picture, yeah, because you guys have never been so happy to win one flipping game, right? <laughs> and like the, the other games that we lost weren't close. It was like ten to one. Yeah, I don't. So I don't think we scored a goal for our first five games. Anytime I went and visited you guys, somebody was offsides. <laughs> like, and I like, it's just like constant yeah. offsides. Anyways, yeah. but the games were all like at ten p.m. and you had to get up at six. Yeah. So like it and was. Then, but at, so even being tired, I felt like made you feel alive again or something. Yeah. So it was, it was a. Well, you call that a burnout band aid. Yeah, there were there were a lot. I didn't have burnout band aids. So what are some burnout band aids? So just just for in, in terms of teaching, I, you know, yeah. I'm sure other people have in, in their different jobs or things in life. But um, so let's say driving to Holland it was a 30 minute ride. Yeah, I pretty much found every single route you could do <laughs> to go from uh, Orchard Park, New York, to Holland, New York. And then I, I think I found out like a different, like a hundred different routes to go. Wow! Just to change up the drive because the same drive was monotonous to me. That was so I figured, oh, if I can change up the drive, maybe that would help a little bit. Yeah. Um, so that was a burnout bandaid. The hockey, like you said, was a burnout bandaid. Uh, other things was other things that were burnout bandaids were would be changing schools. So I, I you know, right. I, again, I started off by saying I went to four different, taught at four different schools. So after Holland, I think it was like six, seven years, I figured, all right, let's move to Florida, get out of the, the, the cold, let's go to the sun, and I'll go to a different school. Right. And that actually worked. Well, you went back to a private Jewish school. You went after, to another private school, right. private Jewish schools have like a completely different schedule. Right. Like both uh, calendar-wise and usually like the, the secular classes were taught in the afternoon. So you right. didn't have to go in sometimes till 10, 11 a.m. So it was a totally different school day. And that was a burnout Band-Aid for you. That for was a, a burnout Yeah, the first couple of years there, I was like fine again. Yeah. You know, those were like of the 
seven, those three years I wasn't burnt out. Those were a couple of the years I wasn't burnt out. Yeah, you were happy again. Yeah, and then again that didn't last because again then I'm now I'm going back to the drive again. I got to get dressed again, like you know, picking out the same you know shirts to wear. I would actually, I bought a lot of shirts. Like I have like, let's say 50, 60 dress shirts up there now. I know. Why? Because, because I was so sick of the, just the rotation of the shirts yeah, that I, I had to just buy a new shirt to see if I could get out of the monotony of that burnout. Oh, you never sh- I never knew that. No, I, I just thought of that now. You did that. Yeah, I, you're I right. Know, actually, I didn't know myself until like this moment. So it seems like with you, there's like a lot of, and I think a lot of people might be able to like relate to this, kind of like the things that we do, the like symbolic kind of distractions we create for ourselves. What is, you know, it seems like they, they mean that you need more. Yeah. You just need more. You're aching for more. Yeah. So it's like the weird creative ways you find more for a little bit, but they don't hit it. Like they don't satisfy. No, they don't. And, yeah. I'll, and I've said this on the podcast beforehand. When I had the, you know, what you guys call the spiritual awakening yeah. or, you know, that kind of thing, that's when it hurt. Ugh. The burnout was like burning, like literally yeah. burning. Because when you turned 40, you were like, listen, I cannot, it was on your birthday, so, you know, okay. I cannot do this. Like you looked at me like, I can't. And of course, then we have two kids at that time, <laughs> you know, yeah. and my practice wasn't anything really. And you, you had to stick with it like three four more years. So, yeah. and then that's when you were really not doing good. So what yeah. kind of burnout band-aids, once it hurt, what did you do during the day to try to make yourself feel like you're giving energy to anything else? Well, okay. So then, then I started every, I would every day put energy towards, um, you know, the practice. How? Um, little things, yeah. Just um, writing people emails, uh, you know, even, even you know, looking to try to find a, a little radio show for you to go on. A- anything that I can do to put some energy towards it helped a little bit. That you know, that's interesting because, like, during readings, like spirit will come to people and say something similar like that. Like during your day, listen, you don't like where you have to be, but you have to be there. So how about a half hour every day? Like spend time on that other thing that you do. Like whatever it is, like take the 20 minutes, 30 minutes and like give that energy towards the thing that you like, even if it's not formed, like just anything. Yeah. So like when the teachers were grading papers, which is what I probably should have been doing. (laughs) Kids got a lot less homework the last few years. Right. So they, they're the benefit factors of all this burnout. But then, you know, what, what I do, I, I, you know, sometimes I'd look at the stocks. I would trade stocks Oh, yeah, a that's lot. the big so thing So I would do that did. during the break. Right. Uh, I would think of ideas for, you know, to grow your practice. <laughs> that's funny. I remember you were in competition with yourself. Like, can I make more in stocks than my paycheck? Right. Let's see so if I, I can do it. Like, you would make little, because you're red. So you're like, let's have a competition with myself. Like that yeah. kind of thing. I yeah. remember that. Yeah, I did that. So, yeah, th- those were the things I would do. And then... As it went on, I just continually put more and more energy, and I've said this on the podcast, I know, towards that goal yeah. and less and less energy. And you, would, you went to down to part-time thing. eventually. Yeah, so um, what, I did it. Like, yeah, I did the whole thing with a Band-Aid too. Yeah, you know, like, most people but, could do it a lot quicker than I did. Yeah. But I, you know. And I, you, you, cut, you cut that off with a butter knife. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> basically I said, all right, you know what I'm going to do? Next year I'm cutting something. Yeah. I'm going to cut a class. And then next year I'm going to cut another class. And the next year I'm going to cut another class. And you class. found places to replace the income. Right. And then you know what the, yeah. the final straw was me? The one year when I stopped cutting things and it was, this, it was lower, a lot less, but I didn't cut anything. That's when I had a, a, a freak out. I said, I got to get, you know, we had Brett in here and I'm like, uh, Brett the hypnotist. And oh, Brett. Brett yeah. the hypnotist. Brett Sorrell. Yeah. Yeah. Because that year I didn't, it was still less than I was doing 
for a couple of years. Yeah. But I didn't cut anything. It was still the same amount of classes. Yeah. So when that happened, I had another freak out. And I said, all right, let's, you yeah, know, you let, totally, let's get this done. You and totally then, like, um, yeah. and after Brett came and you did the hypnotherapy with her, and actually that's an episode. Oh my gosh, it's one of our very early ep- yeah. episodes called Demystifying uh, Hypnotherapy. Um, you actually gave your notice that day. Yes. It was episode 15. Yes. You actually gave your notice that day. Yes. I walked that- in, I said, I'm, I'm done. You know, I'll stay out like a month. I'll give the 30 days and I'm done. Shout out to Brett. Reach out to her. She's amazing. Of course. They, you know, they were like in panic at the school and they convinced me, could you just drop a class and then finish out the year? Yeah, then you just felt bad. Yeah. And I felt bad. So I dropped a class right. and then at least I, then I felt a little better again because I now was cutting down the, the energy going yeah, towards that. Yeah, and then that. the pandemic hit and you had to finish the rest hit. of the year on Zoom. Right. Now, what's interesting is, and I wanted to bring this up because it was, I think this hits a lot of people. Yep. And that is... At one point, you, I don't even know if you remember this because it's very like emotional for you, <laughs> serious Scotty. Yes. Um, you said, you know what? I just don't feel like I. They deserve the kids deserve somebody better. And I remember you saying that and feeling so bad that you felt all these feelings of burnout and I'm sick of it and I'm over it and I don't want to be here and all that. And there's just like these innocent like, you know, kids sitting there like, hey, Mr. Firestar, you know. And I remember you feeling guilty about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe at the end, that was the last couple of years or last year. Yeah. It was just, maybe I'd, now I had caught up to the other teachers. <laughs> yeah, that was like, that was later on. That was probably yeah. like, like you're yeah. 17, 18, 19. I remember yeah. you just being like, you know, I feel bad. Yeah. Because they deserve somebody enthusiastic yeah, and I'm I mean, not. Right. Because I, I mean, I wasn't, you know, I was using handouts that I used, you know, five, six, seven years ago. I wasn't keeping up with the technology of the time. <laughs> That's true, I mean, yeah. I mean, like every other, you know, class is using smart boards and stuff. Yeah. And you're like, here's the dry erase marker. Yeah. <laughs> I will be continuing this technology. Yeah. I mean, I was in my 30s. You know, that's fairly young for a teacher. Yeah. And yet I had no idea how to use the technology, <laughs> which is kind of which is kind of funny because then when they wanted me to go to the Zoom for that last year, yeah. you know, and I was like the worst person on Zoom and I just didn't, I, you know, I couldn't even like stomach learning about it. But then yeah. what's funny now, I'm on Zoom every night of the week pretty That's much. That's funny, and you're fine with it. And I'm fine with it. Isn't that hysterical? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, they wanted me to, like, you know, learn how to present on Zoom yeah. and do all the little... Polls and all that. It's polls. not that hard. No, I oh, no, it's fairly easy. Yeah. But I was like, so I'm not doing this. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, you, you, you had a wall up to it. I so you had a wall up to learning and, and professional well, development yeah, within oh, yeah. the context yeah. of teaching. Yeah, I didn't want to know anything new. I didn't want to do anything new. <laughs> and then, which is really funny because it's... <laughs> That I'm actually now you're Zoom doing all... and you know all you better than me. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, we did. Yeah. So. All right. Well, thank you so much. And all right. So we're going to talk about a couple ads and then we're going to come back and we have like a burnout top 10 list, yeah. I believe. So we're going to get funny. You know, yeah. we've got all serious here. So funny yeah. Scott, you're going to see funny Scott when we get back. Right. And then and after we're doing that, the top 10 list and then my, my uh, speech. Okay. You know what makes life just a little bit easier? Consistent looking hair. Well, with function of beauty, you can... Be done with having some good hair days and some bad days because Functional Beauty hair care products are 100% customized to your needs. You can turn all your days into good hair days, into a good hair life. Function of Beauty is the world leader in customizable beauty, offering customized formulations for your hair's needs. Here's how to get started. First, take a look, take a quick but thorough quiz to tell them just a little bit about your hair type, straight, wavy, curly, or coily, and your hair goals such as lengthen, which is what I always use, volumize, and oil control. Does your hair get 
frizzy in the winter, but oily in the summer. Well, when the seasons change, you can change up your hair goals. You can switch your goals based on how your hair looks and feels or keep the formula the same every time. Next, you choose your color and your fragrance or go fragrance and dye free. I personally right now and loving up on the rose. It is a subtle yet beautiful scent. It makes me feel so good every time I use it. Next, after the quiz, Function of Beauty will send you your 100% customized formula along with a regimen card with recommendations or when and how to use your products. Function of Beauty also just launched its best-in-class subscriber program, Function with Benefits. Subscribers get discounts on every order of free treatment like a hair mask, serum, or leave-in. I've tried every single one of those. I absolutely feel like they're non-negotiable. You need them. Uh, and every four orders, you get one of those. And access to exclusive fragrances and colors, early access to new products and more. So turn your good hair days into a good hair life. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash KYA to take your quiz and save 20% on your first order. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash KYA to let them know you heard about it from our show. We appreciate that. And to get 20% off your order, that's functionofbeauty.com slash KYA. I think that there's some sort of thought we all have that being good to the planet means sacrificing something. Well, not with Blue Land. They've actually figured out how to be good to the planet and make it super convenient for you as well. A lot of people think eco-friendly products are more expensive and less effective, especially when it comes to cleaning. Sure, it might say all natural, but you're not really sure if it gets the job done. Well, Blue Land has fixed that with its revolutionary refill tablets. Blue Land was founded on the belief that a cleaner planet starts at home. It's a simple idea idea. Buy the bottle once, refill it forever. No plastic waste. Just fill Blue Land's beautiful Instagrammable bottles with warm water, pop in one of the hand soap or spray cleaner tablets, and within minutes you have powerful and effective cleaning products in the most incredible scents like rose, bergamot, and lily mint. Blue Land also has convenient laundry and dishwasher tabs that come in chic and compact refillable metal containers instead of those big bulky, disposable, ill-colored plastic tubs. Blue Land's stunning, high-quality forever bottles start at just $10 when you buy a kit and are also meant to be reused forever with money-saving refill tablets that just start at $2. So cut out the plastic waste without sacrificing clean. Get Blue Land. You'll love it and the planet will Thank you. Right now, you can get 15% off your first order when you go to blueland.com slash KYA. That's 15% off your first order of any products Blue Land orders at blueland.com slash KYA. That's blueland.com slash KYA. They've helped me a lot in my cleaning. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. All right. So I figured that, you know, we need a top 10 list. Now, I, I did steal this bit. From a guy, I think he's like over a hundred now. Uh, his name is David Letterman. You know, maybe a couple of you still know, you know, who he is. Uh, but he used his big thing on the Tonight Show was to do the top ten list. So I think I thought it'd be funny to do a top ten list of things that I'm burned out from. Okay. Okay. So things you're burned out from currently. Things that I'm currently okay. burned out. I probably right. forgot about like you know fifty or sixty of them, but these are the ten that came to mind. Got it. All right. Here we go. Number ten, and you always go you go backwards in this. Okay. okay got it. Number ten. Wishing someone a happy birthday on their Facebook feed. Oh, people still do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... You don't like doing that. You haven't done that for a long time. Yeah, I got burned out about that <laughs> a, like at least a few years ago. 
you know, and I feel bad. My birthday is coming up in, in September. And I know, that's when I feel bad about this yes, burnout. Yeah, because everybody says it to you. I know. Everyone does it to me. I know. You know, I get like six or seven happy birthdays. <laughs> everyone. Everyone Everybody, you know. Everyone I know. And I feel bad because, you know, then I notice, oh, yeah, I... You know, I even like even Facebook made it even easier for you. Like they yeah. remind you. They remind you. And all you have to do is put the happy birthday and in the cake in there. And you ignore it? I do. Stop. <laughs> That's awful. Like Facebook makes it so easy. Like it's like, do you want to wish these three people a happy birthday? And then they even like auto write it for you. And I know. you don't do it. No, because I'm because bur- I'm totally burned <laughs> out by it. I used to do it all the time, you know. Take it personal, people. He sees your so, name, knows it's your birthday, and just like goes away from it. Yeah. So, so no, actually, well, just know I'm doing it to everyone. Okay. It's just not. It's not just you. Okay. And again, we're only talking. I, about- you don't even wish me a happy birthday on Facebook. <laughs> no, I, don't. I always think it's dumb to talk to each other on Facebook, though, because yeah. we're usually in the same room while we do it. Yeah. I mean, I could add to this like posting. I, I, I'm like t- like Instagram. I don't even like to post. I mean, I'm, like, I'm burnt down from all of that. Yeah. Stuff. Like all that is, I'm burnt out from it. I know. I'm gonna just go on a limb here and say you were never. I never really really was into it. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've had like moments. Okay. So, all right. What's number okay. nine? All right. Number nine. Figuring out who the next host of Jeopardy is going to be. Oh, what a mess, right? Yeah. Did is you it, hear about that? Yeah. That guy did some things. He got canceled. Yeah. He was like the executive producer. Yeah. It was always fishy. Fishy. That he's kind of stuck himself in there. Right. You like, know? Like, wait a second. You're the best guy? No one liked you. you yeah. Know, like, why would they, 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 they... I think they had like 20 hosts. They figured it out. Yeah. And he was like the least liked of them all. He wasn't on like Alex's list either of yeah. potentials or anything. I mean, I, you had a good idea when we were doing this. I think you might have read ranted a little bit. I did. When you said, you know, just show reruns of Alex. Can we just be done? Like, it could be done. Can we just be done? I can we just, let's, be done. you know, Alex, it's his show. Yeah. Just show the reruns. Right. Or maybe it's, that champion. I, I'd be okay with that. I don't even watch Jeopardy, so I don't even why, know why I'm like, this is on we my don't, list. I don't know the answers. Yeah. There's no answer to this. There's, no, I don't know the answers oh. on Jeopardy. Oh, you, oh, I, oh, that's funny. I do know the answers to Jeopardy. You do, yeah. I don't know the answer to this problem. So, but we, you know. All right. So you're burned out from hearing about it, though. I'm burned out about hearing about okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Got and it. Again, let's just go reruns of Alex. I think that would be better. All right. Yeah. All right. Number eight. Anything dealing with Kanye West. Oh, you're burned out from hearing about Kanye. Like, who is this guy? I know. You know, did he ever have a song that was good? Did he... I don't understand. Now he wants to call himself like Y-E. Yee. Yee. I'm Hey, guys, I'm Yee. Yeah. Like, what is that? I don't know. Like, what does that even mean? I I don't know. (laughs) Like, after that, he's going to... I don't follow him enough to, like, comment. Right. Except that he's green and purple. His aura is green and purple. Okay. And I feel like he's really good at, like, sometimes green and purple people... Um, they're green, so they have this ability to kind of see the bigger picture in every and the like the whole world. They have like that engineering mindset or whatever. And then he's purple, and sometimes green purple people and purples are like creative and artistic, but sometimes their their medium isn't exactly the art. It's kind of the medium is like everyone's attention. So he's got a really good way of like diverting our attention or moving around our focuses and moving us around to, you know, kind of okay. is like a you know, mass kind of manipulation so, of like what we're paying attention to. That's okay. what he's really good at. Okay. So it's not like his music. Yeah, he has music and I'm sure like people are like, oh no, he's a genius or he's got great music or whatever. I'm not familiar enough with it. I'm right. just saying like, that's what I see. I feel like he's really good. We're talking about him, you know? Yeah, no. I, and that's what I'm sick about. Like, that's what burned, burned out. out. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's, it always, to me, it always feels a little fluffy. It's yeah. like, are we talking about his antics or are we talking about his art? Right. Because like, you know, as I think, you know, 
generations. Like, I, I can name a Taylor Swift song. Yeah. Like, like Bad well, Blood. Well, she's you know? very talented. Right. Yeah. I can name an Elton John song. <laughs> right. It's No Sacrifice or whatever. Right. You know, I can't name a Kanye West song. Okay. Does he have, like, could you? He d- I, I'm, no. But, okay. like, I know there are, and people right now are thinking of, like, 10 of them. Right. That's okay. just, that's us not knowing things. But I think, like, sometimes you're burned out from the focus being on his antics and yeah. not so much the art. Yeah. And, like, the name, what, Ye? I'm going to name Ye. What I is that? I don't. What is he going to be next? Like a hieroglyphic? I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. I don't okay, know. I I'm, call myself Mystic Michaela. So I really, okay. I am sure. absolved from yeah, commenting do. on people's names. All right, MM. All right. <laughs> I just, I understand the irony <laughs> if I make fun of somebody's name. Okay. All right. <laughs> Let's go on to the next one. Okay. All right. Number seven. Watching billionaires go in, into space. Yeah. That's annoying. That's really annoying. I think we're both over it. Everyone's yeah, over it. Like, you know, Bezos and the other guy. What was his name? Was See, Branson. We forget about him right away. Yeah. He didn't even go into space. I think he like hung out like, I didn't know this, but there's some sort of buffer in between Earth and space. What's that? He like hung out in there a little bit. Okay. Do you think like Branson <laughs> and Bezos, like the two Bs, like they... Go to like a bar and like, hey, I went further than you. You know, I, yeah, I went I three miles past you and now Branson's going to have to go try to beat Bezos. Yeah. Yeah. I think all that. People are sick of that, right? Bezos. Well, I think it's just like, so you went and they went for like 15 minutes. Like yeah, Bezos' like, people, they went for, the only thing I was really, I thought really cool about was that lady that went to space that wasn't a lot, I forget her, I'm really bad with names, you guys. Like uh, the, the woman who went to space who was an astronaut, she never got to go to space. I was like, oh, good for her. So I tried to focus on my happiness for her, okay. but they were gone for like 15 minutes. Yeah. I'm on the list actually to, to go. Can we afford I, that? <laughs> I put my name down. Yeah, I think we can. Okay. I mean, we're going to have to cut a little bit here. Really I'm going to lose my pumpkin spice coffee, but um, I think we, we can afford it. it. It's possible. But you're just, you're just going to be there for five minutes. It's like, okay, sorry. Okay. Yeah. What else do I have going on? <laughs> All right, so you're burned out from billionaires going to space. Billionaires. All right, okay. Number six. All right. This is a little bit of a long one here. People who complain okay. about people who complain about pumpkin spice things. Okay, so there's people who love pumpkin spice. Right. And then there's people that are like, wow, that's super basic. <laughs> and then there's people right. that make fun of the people that call it super basic and you're burned out from them. Yes. Okay. And you know what? I'm Actually, I'm burned about burned out about the whole thing because every time around this year like you know mid-august you know a couple things are happening louisiana is getting hit by a hurricane and everyone's debating if pumpkin spice should be is it time for it like it came out too soon right you know and then some people are like it can't you can't have it before september 1st and then people make fun of that whole yeah debate right and then everyone's instagram posts they have them in a coffee with a pumpkin spice but then there's people now making fun of those people right and there's people making and then you're you're sick of the people making fun of the people making fun of it pretty much but i'm sick of the whole thing the whole thing like anything yeah anything Anything. pumpkin spice you know i just had pumpkin spice coffee this morning but yeah that's you're super basic yeah you're like a basic white mom yeah (laughs) yeah and like then you know people you know <laughs> you a basic white mom i am i pretty much i am a basic white mom um you know i'm sick of like i don't even watch instagram reels but i'm sick of people that put the pumpkin spice coffee in the instagram reels i'm sick of like tiktoks with pumpkin spice in it everything pumpkin spice i'm sick of but i thought you were sick of the except so, drinking it so then you might be sick of yourself because i thought you were sick of the people making fun of it oh yeah i'm totally burned out by myself yeah <laughs> actually that should be number one i'm burned out of me. That, this is like a very inception uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. like uh, burnout yeah. thing. Because you're like making fun of, making fun of, making fun of. Okay. Right. All right, it's moving like, on. Yeah. All right. It's too much for me. All right. Number five. Close. We're halfway through, people. If you want to fast forward, go ahead. <laughs> Just go ahead. 
All right. Number five, the photo dump. Oh, yes. I mean, just because you preface it by saying it's going to be a photo dump does not make it okay. Yeah. You know, I don't want to see 7,000 pictures of what you did. You know, maybe one, Mm -hmm. two, but the photo dump. I don't get the photo dump. Yeah. Do you get the photo dump? I mean... no, I mean, no. But what, what is, like, it's like their outtakes and stuff. They're not yeah. supposed to be good pictures. But now people are doing the photo. You know, it started like this kind of a trend on Instagram. Like, here's my photo dump. And then people started, and they were doing it like authentic photo dump photos, like right. like your outtakes or, like, yeah. what, or things that you actually aren't good at like just highlighting. It's just here, I'm just throwing it in yeah. there. Now people are orchestrating them. And they're a little bit more, they're less like, I don't know. So what you're saying, it used to be like, okay, I took a roll of 30 pictures. Yeah, it was like authentic, like all of them. Like, right. the, like the weird ones or your outtakes yeah. or whatever. And now it's almost like they are planning them out. Right. So it's a planned photo dump and that feels less authentic to me. Okay. So like if I actually did a photo dump, like we just went to Helen, Georgia. Yeah. I would have taken a picture of like every room of the cabin. Yeah. Taking a picture of the bathroom, maybe a picture of me in the bathroom. Right. Me... After getting out of the bathroom. Okay, that's weird. Nobody's yeah. taking those pictures. But you, know, <laughs> you don't even know what a photo dump is. I know what it is. Like, remember, like, you would take photos. You're like, oh, that's a good one to show people. Like, eh, that one's kind of like, we'll leave that one out. Like that. Yeah. Like, it's all the photos. You know what? Back in the day, a photo dump was. <laughs> you'd go to Kodak, and you'd get your camera, and you get all the pictures back. Yeah. And then you'd show them to everyone. And everyone would be like, oh, that's nice. Oh, my gosh. Remember? Like, people would hand you, like, their They're, little CVS envelope yeah. filled with, like, their Pictures. 40 doubles. Yeah. So you'd have to go through, like, here's yeah. a double-double. Okay. Yeah. And, and, then, then, and then your friend would call you up and be like, oh, I just got back from a great vacation. Why don't you come over? And you're like, oh, God. I know it's going to happen. I'm going to say something. On our first date, you did that to me. I photo-dumped you on our you first did. date. You gave me... I'm not even joking. You probably don't even remember. You gave me, like, here, look at my photos from the road trip you took with your, your bachelor friend. Right. Yeah. You shouldn't be here right now. I'm. I, I, it's just amazing like that I'm here you, because a lot of these pictures were like extremely questionable. Now that I'm thinking about it, <laughs> like, it is a miracle that you're still here to this day. How did I get past? Like for me, how did I get past those first six months? But like, then you like are complaining about that, but that was like literally the first date you handed me. Yeah. Like I think there were like hundred photos Either from one. like yeah. you picked up at Walgreens yeah. or yeah. something of a road trip you took before you knew me with your roommate, right. and you both were like poor and dirty. Exactly. <laughs> but now... Just like, it was like a very dirty yeah. road trip. You were like sleeping in the car, yeah. doing weird things. Well, like I said, I'm burnt out for myself. Okay. Okay. <laughs> number four. We're almost done. We're almost done. Okay. Okay. Number four is 4 p.m. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Burn, I, I am burned out of the time. Like, it, it really starts a little bit before 4 p.m. It's like 3.45-ish <laughs> to like you know, 4.59. Yeah. Why? Re- well, it's like that time of day... You know, like, it's kind of like, and here in Florida, it's like, that's like the hottest part of the so day. Hot. It's like bright, you know, like, I don't know, you know, I'm like kind of like lagging a little bit. So I have my, I have a coffee, I get my coffee, my pumpkin spice coffee now. Right. <laughs> and then I drink that. And then, you know, you're just kind of waiting around for dinner. And it's like, it's like that in between. In between. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing good on TV at that time. Yeah, either. You usually want to go for your nap at that time. That is my nap time. So then I'm alone and, you know, <laughs> I mean, I'm not like Barry. I can't be alone for 69 <laughs> days in the wilderness. I could really only be alone for like 42 minutes before I start getting a little, you know. Yeah, 4 p.m. is when you get like, you just sit there and you just eat nuts, I noticed. That's yeah, like your, yeah, I'm your, eating a lot of nuts at that time. peanuts time. Yeah, like I'll pop just... a grape or two. <laughs> yeah. I get it, okay. Yeah, it's like a burnout time. All, All right. right. Especially down here in Florida. It might, in the wintertime, that's going to actually go down to the 3 o'clock yeah, hour. right. But night now it's 4. All right, 4 p.m., got it. All right, number three. 
Okay. Really burned out from this one. Bills under $15. <laughs> like, okay. I literally, okay, let me just go through this list here. I got <laughs> Netflix. Do we have, I don't even, no, we don't have, Hulu. We don't we have, have Disney Hulu. Plus. Yeah. Uh, I got Amazon Prime. Yeah. I got IBD Pro, whatever that thing is. I got to oh, cancel yeah. that. Remind me. Uh, I got a couple OnlyFans accounts that I follow. Okay, Scott. <laughs> For who? <laughs> who are you following? That, uh, I follow that Real Housewife of New York, uh, Sonia. Sonia. Oh, you yeah. follow Sonia. Yeah, she she has a lot of interesting pictures. Okay. Um, and I follow Amish men in aprons. Oh, yeah. How much is that a month? How much uh, is this costing us? That's five ninety nine. Okay. Yeah. So all these little bills from your OnlyFans accounts yeah. and your uh, cables. Yeah, and I heard the news that they could be canceling some stuff. I don't think they're going to cancel. Oh, thank God. I <laughs> think Sonia. Okay. Oh, but my Amish men and I aprons. don't know what they're doing. It depends what the content is. Sometimes they have aprons, sometimes they don't. Oh, my. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, so bills under $15. <laughs> all right. Number two. <laughs> disturbing. disturbing. You know, some of us visualize... Things very clearly in our brains. Oh wow! All well, right. I, I and I feel bad because like sixty percent of our listeners are either in the bath or the shower right now. <laughs> All right, number two, total burnout from this: the Bachelor franchise. Mm. Everything Bachelor, I'm burned We've out. We've established this. You didn't even yeah. watch it last season. No, because I was so. I, was and so I didn't either. Burnout. I didn't either. I actually did watch it because I knew what they were going to say. You know, um, how many times do you have to hear my person, yeah. the journey, I'm here for the right reasons. Nobody's there for the right reasons. Nobody is. Yeah. It's okay. So the entire franchise I'm burned out of. I can't watch it anymore. And of all the – are they going to make Tyler Cameron the Bachelor? That'd be, I, that I don't would know. Be, it's always like the rumor. That'd be full but I burnout. Think, I think – I don't even know. They can't bring him on. You have to let go of Tyler Cameron. You have a fascination with him. I do. It's really weird, right? It's like a think we think he'd come on the show. I mm, if, if we brought, if Matt was here maybe. Oh, if we had <laughs> <laughs> like Matt, he comes. Matt comes, yeah. <laughs> if actually Tyler Cameron is the bachelor, yeah. I you know how like like they do everything the same every year, so they yeah. always bring in that guy from another think girl from it. another season. Yeah, so they probably bring in Matt James as his extra person, and they'd go on a date. Yeah, yeah. and it, that was the real connection. That, that was, was the connect. thing. Yeah. Hey, bro, want to hey, go bro. on Know Your Aura? <laughs> Hey, bro. Hey, bro. Only if we could do it shirtless, bro. All right. And the number one on the top 10 list that I am burnt out of is my twin flame relationship with Jebediah. We all are. And we all are. Well, we all are. We might have to officially retire that whole (laughs) reference today. (laughs) It's time to move on. No, the other day people tell me how much they love it and they want to know like the origin story. Yeah. Who? They they actually, I think they want a separate podcast. You have three nice people. <laughs> telling you that. All right. Well, all Scott. Well, we get we get like four downloads. You it's should okay. get Jeb and I on. I would. He'd be my first guest. Okay. Yeah, and then I would get all the members of the Amish community, some of my guys from you know Amish Men with Aprons, yeah. and uh, yeah. that'd be an interesting show. We'll get like four mics here. Yeah. <laughs> all, right. all right. We got a couple ads, and then we're coming back with burnout. Okay. So probably like a lot of you, I often run into CVS and. You know, for one thing and then end up with an armful of a lot of miscellaneous things. You know, maybe my lipstick and some sunscreen and snacks for the kids and like a little, I love their smoothies and stuff. So how annoying it is when you get up to the cash register and okay, now I got to find my wallet. Now I got to do this. Well, guess what? When it's time to pay, you don't have to pull out your wallet or open your purse. You already probably have your phone in your hand. PayPal QR code payments are now accepted at CVS stores nationwide. So it's super easy to make touch-free payments with your phone. 
And plus, you get a $10 cash back on your first purchase of 20 or more. I use PayPal all the time. I use it for um, my practice. I completely trust it. It protects the buyers, so it makes buyers feel very secure when you use it. I feel personally secure uh, anytime I use PayPal. And also in this way, it's so convenient to use PayPal at CVS. And by the way, you're getting paid to use it now. So to get $10 cash back on your first transaction of $20 or more, just head to your local CVS and pay using your PayPal or Venmo app. That's $10 cash back on your first purchase of $20 or more with the PayPal or Venmo app. To see the terms and learn more about how to earn this $10 cash back, you can go to paypal.com slash KYA. Shopping for new clothes can be an overwhelming experience for me. It can be tedious and time-consuming. It can be expensive. Fortunately, shopping is super easy with Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix offers clothing hand-selected by expert stylists for your unique size, style, and budget. It's a completely different and fun way to find clothes that you will love to wear. Every piece is chosen for your fit and your life, and it's the easy solution to finding what makes you look and feel your best. You can try on pieces at home before you buy. You can keep what you love, return what you don't. Stitch Fix has free shipping, easy returns and exchanges, and a prepaid return envelope is included. There's no subscription required. Try Stitch Fix once or set up automatic deliveries. You'll pay just $20 styling fee for each box, which gets credited towards pieces you keep and there are no hidden fees ever stitch fix has styles and clothing to fit any occasion for women men and kids they ship all over the u.s and available in the uk as well their pants always i totally recommend they have like a lot of places to write your stylist this is what i like this is what i don't like there's little quizzes you can take about your fit about your preferences they pay attention your stylist pays attention to all these and really sends you things that are uniquely chosen for you for your lifestyle depending on if you have you know something to do or you just ask them to furnish a vibe for your wardrobe. They give you really cool pieces that you might never be able to find on your own. And you can just, it's like risk-free, just return it if it's not your thing. But honestly, you'll end up keeping everything. And that's why you can get started today at stitchfix.com slash KYA and you'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. That's stitchfix.com slash KYA for 25% off when you keep everything in your fix at stitchfix.com slash KYA. YA. Okay, let's talk about what burnout is on a spiritual level. We hear so much about burnout. And today I'm going to give you my take on it. I'm going to talk about what burnout is in the traditional sense and the signs and symptoms that are widely regarded as part of it. And at the same time, I'm going to explain how I see it energetically. And I'm going to add some characteristics that get widely dismissed or overlooked yet still affect us. Most of these terms I notice or these things that are explained with psychology traditionally, they seem to dismiss the inner turmoil and toll it has spiritually on those who suffer them. The underbelly of it, the things that aren't given words. And those are the things that fascinate me. And that's what I try to do on this podcast a lot. Like what's underneath? What's the stuff that's not said? What's the thing that's still bothering us? Because when you name things, the power goes away from them. So let's name them today. So what is burnout? So it it actually was a a term that was first coined by Herbert, hold on, I'm going to try to pronounce this, 
Frudenberger in 1974, and it was defined as, he said, the extinction of motivation or incentive, especially where one's devotion to a cause or relationship fails to produce the desired result. Simply put, burnout today is what we refer to as a reaction to chronic and prolonged stress. Usually we talk about this in jobs, and it's characterized by three things, exhaustion, cynicism, and the feelings of reduced professional ability. So basically, you start to feel exhausted, you start to hate your job and everything and everyone there, and then you just feel less capable of even doing your tasks. I'm going to add some of my own takes in this as we go along. So as I talk about each traditional sign of burnout, I'm going to add what I have seen in myself and in readings that I do with all of you out there. So first off, one. So this is like a traditional symptom of it. And that would be the alienation from work-related activities. Like, so maybe when you started, you were all in with like, oh, professional development, going to learn this, going to go to this conference, let's do some work outings, happy hour, et cetera. And now you just want to go there, get the flipping job done and retreat back to your bed, pull covers over your head and forget that you have to go back the next day. It's common to feel like, you know, you don't want to be around work or work people anymore when you're, when you're suffering burnout. You can just feel emotionally distant from them, from the profession itself, and you just want to be away. Why? Why? So here we go. This is how I see it spiritually. You're different from them now. Careers are a symptom of the identity we feel that we are. So when you grow, you become spaced from that. So the more spaced out you are from that older version of you that chose that career, the things you built up to accommodate it mirror that distance. So a job or career, honestly, is nothing more than a manifestation of who you think you are. So when you were like 22 and you're like, I think I'm this, you know, and you built up this whole life, now you're getting burned out. It's not who you were and it's not who you are now. So when that changes, the job just doesn't feel like it fits you anymore. It doesn't mirror your identity anymore. You changed and the job didn't. You start to feel uncomfortable there. You can feel like a fraud imposter syndrome can set in. That's episode 77. I talked about imposter syndrome. You can feel another thing. And this is huge. Nobody talks about this. Guilt. Your ego, which is the part of you that does not want you to change and wake up and see that you're different from what you used to be, will start to control you. It'll, it'll want to keep you there by making you feel guilty about not feeling aligned to this job anymore. That you just don't care about it anymore. You can feel bad. So, so many, uh, so many times, for example, now, especially with the medical, the healthcare workers, the healthcare system experiencing these, these workers, these, these professionals are dealing with burnout due to the absolute overwhelming conditions of COVID-19 and the heaviness it's placed on, on the healthcare industry and the workers. And we're hearing about this all the time in the news and, and loved ones that we have who are nurses and doctors and medical assistants and all sorts of, they're, they're, they're done. They're burned out. And instead of feeling justified in their burnout, a lot of them, and if you're listening, a lot of you can take it on as guilt, a thing that they own themselves, like they're bad or they're not good or they're not a good person for feeling this disconnect. Like they, they can't do a good job. It's impossible to do a good job right now. <laughs> so every day they feel unsuccessful and they're internalizing it as that they suck and they don't because it's not the jo job they ever signed up for at all. This is a different job that's happening right now in this world. It's a different job and it doesn't align with what's normal to the job. So the circumstances today are not what healthcare workers or anyone, truly humans in general, should ever be normalized to experience. But the burnout can get aligned with guilt. So just keep that in mind in any job you have, you know, 
you know, teaching or nursing or, or any, especially when you're dealing with kind of innocence in a way, like you're dealing with kids or old people or sick people or, you know, people in general, you know, when you start to get burnout, you can get kind of like jaded a little bit towards the people you're supposed to be helping. And then you think you're a bad person. You're not, you're not, it's just not who you are anymore and you need something different. Okay. The second thing is that uh, it's traditionally associated with burnout are physical symptoms. So the actual physical symptoms that can come with burnout are like numbness. You may feel drained, headaches, stomach aches, widely reported, digestive issues, fatigue, just feeling of dragging through your day. Okay. Spiritually. What this is, is your body's way of speaking to you. I just did episode 95 about auras and health. And I said in there, and it's true, your body is a metaphor. When you stop listening to your burnout, which is basically just your soul's way of telling you, listen, this is over. This is done. Let's move on. You're not listening to that anymore. Your body's going to start talking to you. And it's more often than we want to see at times we can't listen to our inner voices. So we wait until an actual diagnosable medical condition arises so that we can excuse ourselves from our work. So when we get the actual autoimmune disorder or the God forbid what else can come up medically, we can feel justified finally to leave. You don't want to wait for that, okay? Many of us have been programmed to feel that our voices, our simple feeling of not wanting to do this anymore, burnout, and fear of not knowing what to do next isn't sufficient enough to justify and warrant quitting and moving on. So health issues are your body's red flags. And if you already are starting to have these, it's time to really ask yourself and pay attention. What am I suppressing here? What am I not listening to within? Because they do get worse when you don't listen to them. At least acknowledge them. Even if you can't make a change, at least acknowledge what your body's trying to say to you. And yes, I know some, we can't always leave our jobs and I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to that part because I understand. I feel it now, so I'm like, but I can't leave. Like I get that. It's okay. And we're going to talk about that when I go through these symptoms, and then we're going to talk about what to happen if you can't leave. Okay. Three, emotional exhaustion. So this is another, you know, widely talked about. This is what burnout people, any professional you go to will say, emotional exhaustion is another symptom of burnout. That's why you just feel unable to cope. You feel unsuccessful. You feel sad. You feel depressed. You feel bad about life. You feel numb. You feel disconnected. So spiritually, what does this mean? What does this mean? This is where inauthentic aura colors come in, basically. In episode 96, I spoke about this. When you stay somewhere too long, your energy ends up accommodating you by becoming what you need it to be to stay. But it never feels correct and it never feels right because it's not you. It's inauthentic to you. Then you start to feel distanced from your real self. It's harder to be happy. It's harder to be in the moment. It's harder to enjoy those little things. It's harder to have real relationships with family and friends and, of course, yourself. It's harder to just feel alive and joyful at all. The inauthentic aura colors are a gift when you need them because they're a buffer, but it's just another energy which you pick up to put on top of your own so as to buffer the fact that you feel like you have to stay. It has a consequence. It does have a consequence, even though it can help you get through a job that you don't want to do, that you're feeling burned out, but there's a consequence. And that's this feeling of detachment, a detachment from the life that you are living, a detachment from the wants and desires to do something different. Because those wants and desires, all of a sudden, you'll get detached from even remembering that you have and you become robotic, not here, zombie, emotional coma that all can set in. Because when you feel 
that you can't want anything anymore, you start to just become a shell because it's easier not to want. So all those things get repressed and pushed down and it takes a lot of energy to keep them bottled up somewhere and therefore you get really exhausted emotionally because all your energy is going to forgetting that you have other things that you want to do. It takes a lot of energy to push them down. It takes a lot of energy to wear an inauthentic aura color. Okay, poor performance. This is another symptom of burnout traditionally. Uh, You can feel negative about performing your routine jobs at work. You have no concentration, no passion. You can feel a lack of creativity, lack of motivation in general. You just start not caring and you start not doing well. So, you know, supervisors are trained to look for this. Oh, what the heck? Like, what, your performance sucks or you made these mistakes or whatever. Spiritually speaking, here's the deal. You grew out of it, okay? <laughs> You're done. And, and, it, and I saved this one for the last one because that's the number one thing with burnout. It's over, people. You took what you needed from it and you moved beyond it. We come here with a soul contract, a list of things we need to do in order to check things off for this lifetime. Burnout is a way for your soul to tell you it is time to move on. Can you imagine if you stayed in kindergarten for 20 years? You move up, first grade, second grade, third grade, high school, college, you move up, and then you get a career and you stop. (laughs) Like it's over now. Now it's just the same day over and over and over and over. Or it can be too much over and over and over. Chronic stress, chronic just drama. It's done. There's you need something different. That's you, you become an adult and all of a sudden it's like, okay, stay at this level, continue. Okay. So the third dimensional world is really what this is about. The 5D, the fifth dimensional world is calling you to try something new. There are things you must learn in different contexts. The third dimensional world, the 3D, is saying you must stay. You already spent time and money learning this trade and now you need to stick with it to make your, you know, make it all worthwhile in this 3D world so that it wasn't in vain. There's bills to pay. There's a life to live that's reasonable to the world. The 3D world approves of you staying put. There's no value in investing in your soul growth, only in your logical survival mode, which makes sense to others. So poor performance, that resistance to creativity and motivation and dedicated work is simply because you did everything you could here. It's boring. You're done. You moved on. You learned everything you could learn. You're saturated. And now it's just repetitive for your soul, which is super eager to get moving to the next thing on your soul contract list of things to do. So that's what it is. Dealing with burnout. Okay. I talk to people every day and for many different reasons, they can't leave their jobs, even though they are burned out. And man, I get it. I'll tell you what though, (laughs) your spirit guides don't get it. It can be the number one thing. Like when I do readings, it's like, they don't care how you make money or pay bills or worry about health insurance. Like they don't, it's really weird. They don't because the number one thing, and it's not weird. It's just they're I guess like with spirit guides or angels or whatever you want to call them, higher power, um, this is not the real world. We're in an illusion here. This is fake. This is a cloud. Okay. This is a classroom. So the suffering that happens here, I mean, this is what I pick up when I do readings. It's real to us. Don't get me wrong, but it's also, uh, I guess there's a bigger perspective. There's a bigger picture within it. So kind of like the suffering of like, okay, I couldn't like make rent this month. You know, it's like really not a big deal in, in that 
fifth dimensional world compared to, hey, are you learning? Are you growing? Are you moving towards your soul contract? So that's kind of like the push and pull of it. But I get it. For example, I was talking to a really special person. Um, I was talking to her and she can't leave her job right now. Um, it's something that she's totally burned out and she's bored. She's, she needs to move on. She, needs, she wants to help people in a different way. We all get it. But she has a lot of responsibilities. She has kids. She has one child who's ill and she needs to make sure that that child's taken care of. She's burned out all over the place in life. So what does she do? You know, I mean, that, that's, there's real reasons why you can't leave your job. Um, in life, you need contexts to grow. We usually put these on career or work environments, but we can think differently if that's not possible right now. If you have to stay in that burnout work zone, then you got to find some other contexts. You just do, and that's hard, and I know you're tired, and I, don't, I know you don't have time, and I know you have other commitments, but that's, then you have to do it. Then you got to carve it out somewhere. Taking up a hobby or a skill Here's the thing. You don't have to be good at something to get something out of it, okay? Like, let's say you want to... I'm taking a pottery class. You can make just lumps of crappy clay. It's okay. Did you get something out of it? It's just kind of like thinking different, going to a different place with a different purpose and a different vibe. That's what it's really about. You know, that's you can learn something absolutely ridiculous, truly. I had a client recently, a guy, um, totally stuck in life, couldn't leave his job. He taught himself how to surf. He's like, okay, I'm just going to throw myself at surfing. He took up surfing lessons with like a bunch of kids. He was older too, um, like mid-40s. And he signed up. I'm in Florida, so it's easier in Florida. But like um, for surf camp. Okay, you're with a bunch of like 14-year-olds. <laughs> but he did it. He signed up for surf camp. And he went every day to surf camp. And he just was like, do it. And he decided he was going to do it. He wasn't any good at it. He stood up a couple of times. He was proud of himself and he dedicated himself to it. Like, yes, he had to go to work and stuff like that. But what was he thinking about all day? What am I going to do? When am I going to hit the waves? What am I doing this weekend? What kind of board do I need? What am I going to try next? It took his mind off of him, of, of his life, you know, and, and put himself in a different context. Sometimes you got to take yourself out of the norm, like completely. Another thing you can do is um, make a plan you look forward to every single weekend or when you have time off. Seriously, like a lot. Any day off, make it a good day. And I understand that sometimes Netflix under the covers is a good day, but make another type of good day too, several times a month. This has to be a number one priority for you, that you are taking the money that you make, at least some of it, and spending it on something that you find just freaking fun. The goal, laugh till you cry, see something new, try something different, be with people who make you feel good. Every time you have time off, you got to carve out a plan. And then the rest of the week while you're working, you're looking forward to it. You're really getting excited about it. And then of course, you know, therapy always helps. Here's the thing though. When I see people try any of these strategies, something's going to happen. Like if you dedicate yourself to one of these strategies, something's going to happen. Your life will change. I see it with everybody. They end up leaving the job they swore they couldn't. <laughs> a new job pops in out of nowhere. They find another way. And what it actually is, is another way will find them. We limit ourselves. This is part of burnout. We think the way life happens is linear, is a 3D order of operations. That we have to do step one and step two before step three. No. Life is a zigzag. Life is sporadic. Things happen on your soul's timeline, not on your ego's timeline. 
When you open up space by thinking and doing things that honor your ability to laugh, your ability to feel joy, your ability to see the world with wonder again, like a child. When you watch a sunset and you feel peaceful, when you see that beauty and it just hits you somewhere, when you can hear a song and dance in your kitchen with wild abandon, that's when you're hitting something right there. And no, it's not linear. And let me tell you something, the less it has to do with what you think the actual problem is, like your job or something, that's when you know you're onto something. The way through it's within you. It's within your ability to absolutely look at this world and see that it's a flipping illusion. To find a spot within you, to find a place where you feel familiar and comfortable and be there with yourself and spirit. That's the journey and there is work involved. There is work involved. So let's look at burnout a different way. It's going to feel pessimistic and overwhelming and stuck. But let's look at it as your soul tapping you on the shoulder, telling you, you grew out of this. That's it. Okay, I grew out of it. And now I have to open my consciousness up to a lot of different pathways where my soul is more than ready to attract things that I need from the universe to come and lead me to the right thing. And will I be able to think of what they are? Nope, probably not. In your wildest dreams, the ways that you're going to get out of it, you could never imagine will come to you. But you got to open yourself up to it, which is why you got to put yourself in different contexts. Let's talk about some of your burnout situations so that we can feel not so alone. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. So that, that was a unique take on this. So, so basically what you're if I get this right, basically what you're saying is burnout, it really doesn't mean it's your fault and you have to kind of figure out ways to stay there. It really is more about simply uh, like your soul grew out of the, out of the yeah. context of, of the thing that it was in. Yeah, your soul contract is talking to your soul, your higher self wants to you know kick you out of there and get you onto some new experiences. But a lot of us hold that as like, oh, I'm a bad person or I should figure out how to stay in this or whatever instead of acknowledging, okay, maybe I've grown out of it. Right. And so that's that. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, we're going extra today. Yeah. We have a whole other segment to do. We have one ad from Skillshare coming up. But right when we get back, we asked the Mystical Michaela spiritual family. We said, burnout, where do you feel it? And how does it feel? Have you made steps to overcome it? They're going to we're going to chime in with those after this ad from Skillshare. Yeah, I'm really happy that Skillshare actually is a sponsor of this episode about burnout because things like Skillshare, Skillshare is like actually a great way to explore yourself to kind of do that thing I was talking about or to make yourself feel more creative in other contexts to hopefully light that fire, that catalyst for self-growth and hopefully get you on new paths and learning new things can do that. You know, every human was born to create Whether you last picked up a paintbrush yesterday or in grade school, you can explore your creativity and be inspired. Personally, right? I mean, I've done so many Skillshare workshops. They're short, they're easy, they're doable, and they're relevant. Right now, I'm taking video for Instagram, which is they teach you how to tell an engaging story in less than a minute by Halise Narvaez. It's really short. It's to the point. It's effective. And it's making me think about different things, which I really appreciate. 
Um, whether you're a dabbler or a pro, a hobbyist or a master, you are creative. So discover what you can make with classes for every skill level. Experience real improvement with hands-on projects and classes designed for real life. Skillshare is also incredibly affordable, especially when compared to pricey in-person classes or workshops. An annual subscription is less than 10 bucks a month. So here's the deal. Explore your creativity at Skillshare.com slash KYA and get a one-month free trial of premium membership. That's one month of a premium premium membership at Skillshare.com slash KYA. Give it a try. See what it sparks in you. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. All right. So we're going to look at now some of the uh, Mystic Michaela spiritual family members on Facebook, their experiences with burnout. And there does seem to be a lot of commonalities Mm -hmm. with these. Uh, A lot of them, you know, I read through them all. There was over, I think, two to 300 comments. And a lot of them dealt with like pain, usually in the neck area. Yes. Uh, did you did you on the Oris and Health episode? I talked about that. Like neck is correlated a lot with pleasing people. Mm, you know, okay. so it makes a lot of sense. I mean, obviously there's like real medical conditions too, but like spiritually, like you hold a lot of I have to do this or else I'm not good kind of energy there. And also the neck can be a place where when your head and your heart um, aren't allowed to confer, a lot of the energy gets stuck in the neck because you're not letting your head talk to your heart or your heart talk to your head. Okay, that makes sense. And Does I also, it? <laughs> you're, yeah, so I, you're so logical. You're like, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. Um, yeah, I'm spiritually awakened now. Oh, that's um, true. So yeah. stuff like that makes sense. And I thought there was a lot of burnout in teaching, mm. but it actually seems the biggest burnout seems to be in the medical Oh, profession. yeah. I, t- I just talked about that. Yeah. I so. mean, obviously, like, look, I mean, like it, these people in the medical field, they're superhuman. Like how they're dealing with all this. Yeah. It's, yeah. So, I mean, a, at least a quarter of them. We're dealing with like nurses, doctor, you know, doctors yeah. and things. Uh, medical professionals. Medical professionals. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I, we picked out some. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we didn't pick out the same ones. Okay. All right. First one I have is Kelsey K. And she writes, she got my attention because okay. she wrote Jumanji, well, Petro Hanchar. That'll do it. And my name. So you write those two things, you're pretty much going to get on the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I what mean, did, ju- yeah, come what'd on. you say? All right. She gets, I get burnt out in a big way about twice a year. Work in home life and quit, honestly, sadly, being a mom trigger it. So basically Wait, life, what? working at home, work and home life. Okay. And quite honestly and sadly, being a mom trigger it. Oh, Sorry, yeah. I read that oh, really that's fast. A, yeah. So it's work, home life, and then being a mom. And then being a mom. Like the combination of working and then going home and being like, okay, now be a mom. Like that. Yeah. Okay. And then she says, so basically life. Yeah. It feels very heavy. Feels like I just want to keep driving after I drop the kids off. Oh. Drive to wherever I end up and then throw my phone out the window. Okay. Mm-hmm. As long as you downloaded KYA before you did it. <laughs> I'm too funny. I never want to speak to anyone or do anything. I want complete silence and either sunshine and peace with a body of water or a very stormy day in my bed. Aww. I overcome it, everything, because, well, I have to. I have no choice. I can't just run when I have kids and a family. Yeah. It always brings me back to a part of my life when I didn't have to consider everyone and everything else to make a decision like that yeah. makes me sad. Mm. I usually just take some alone time in a bath or something and it subsidize, uh, subsides. Sorry. Okay. Thank okay. you. All right. So I love that. I'm really thankful that she was so honest about linking the mom thing to it because I feel like what happens is we get burned out in... There's, okay. So it's not... And the thing with being a mom, sometimes it's not just the... It's not like your relationship with the kid you know, or your kids. It's like the way that you feel like you should be with them. So even like schools, like the institution of schools, 
and the pressure it puts on. And I, I get it because I do it too. Like, okay, you have to do this with your kid. You have to do this. You have to make sure they do this. You have to make sure to do that. Sometimes like the burnout from feeling the pressures of what you should be um, at home, like you have to do this to facilitate their life or whatever that you can get burned out from even the expectations that you're supposed to have based on the institution of the school. Plus you're working full time. So you could, when are you, you, when can you have an honest, vulnerable, real connection with the loved ones in your life when you're constantly like, you know, infiltrated energetically by the expectations of the outside stuff. That's, that's like trickle down burnout. That, that's what I think with the parenting, yeah. it's like trickle down burnout. Does yeah. that make sense? It's like, oh, yeah, it's like totally you're supposed sense. to be all these people. And then it trickles down to like, you know, all right, I can't connect with my uh, significant other. I can't connect with my kids. Like I feel burned out there too, because you're not allowed to be who you are to them. You're supposed to be what the, all the institutions around uh, you feel, you know, are telling you to be. Yeah. Especially now, it's very hard. Yeah. Um, I mean, just like having kids ourselves, like there's a lot of expectations on the kids. Like yeah. Abby came home with like a sheet yesterday, like, okay, she has to do like this much math and this much reading every night. It's like, oh, well, okay. And if I, and I don't work a traditional nine to five, let's say I get home at five, I just see her and now I got to make dinner. Now it's like, okay, I have two hours before she goes to bed and I got to be like, okay, we have to read and do math. Like that's stress. That's not, that's all, you know, it's hard. Yeah. So of course you're burned out, for, not from being a mom. I think from being the expectation, the expectation of what you should be. Yeah. And all I can really add to that is if your school drop off is like our school drop off, <laughs> which I'm sure it is. Going through that line, that car line, <laughs> could burn anybody out. I do. You know, I don't even do it every day. I do it once in a while. Yeah, I'm we, burned out from we it. can. We're lucky we can walk together. But yeah. Yeah. All right. You have one. Yes. Okay. So I have from Ashley L. She says, I seriously feel burnout all the time. I once had a manager tell me I seemed like I was on autopilot. That was a pretty low point in my life. It usually comes out in anxiety, fatigue, and overall, like I just need to mentally check out for a bit. Well, in some cases, I think I do mentally check out without even realizing it. I will watch Netflix, browse Pinterest. I don't feel like I have successfully figured out how to overcome it, but I do feel like taking a break from my everyday life once in a while helps out a lot. Even just a quick local getaway for the weekend or a trip to visit my cousin slash best friend helps to clear my mind also during just everyday life when i'm trying to get work done i'll take a break and go back to it it helps gets my focus back for a bit so i like that she talked about autopilot yeah you know like and and then i think it's sometimes easier to get stuck in autopilot but uh you know she gave a lot of good tips in there too i love her tips like the whole just and i talked about this before like look at looking forward to something or distracting yourself in ways that are fun and dress, you know, or, or creative or whatnot. Yeah. No, that's definitely true. I mean, I mean, I knew I was totally burned out, you know, in the middle of that, you know, going back to when I was teaching when, you know, there was like a pumpkin pie for dessert and I got like so excited about it. I know. You know, I was like, like over the moon excited about it. Yeah. And you're like, you know, then like, you know, I mean, that's interesting. You said that because like I was uh, watching something and this guy was, uh, it was like one of these weight loss shows or something and he was struggling with his, you were watching it with me. This was a long time ago and he was struggling with his weight and he said, it's just that my whole life is so mundane and monotonous and I have nothing to look forward to. And at night when I eat, I actually feel like that's for me and I'm happy and I can actually yeah. look forward to that. So when you think about it, the self-destructive tendencies would be that like food or God knows, you know, whatever, you insert whatever, just because you just needed to look forward to something and then your ego is like quick fix, you know, quick fix, self-destruct, right. you know, yeah. 
All right. Well, you picked Ashley L. I got Ashley G. Okay. It's like she The Bachelor here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm burned out again. I just know. you mentioning sorry, that. Sorry, I just got a burnout feeling. Sorry, sorry. My next, oh, my neck. Okay. <laughs> burnout feels like total exhaustion, but being wide awake. Okay. That seems similar. The stress of not getting everything done will literally keep me up at night. Mm. The constant loop of wanting to please everyone and not take care of myself is draining. Not to mention there's a part of me that chooses to avoid things when I'm so tired but could be helping my future self more. It's so frustrating. I know it, and I just don't follow through. Mm. So, yeah, it's a, I mean, that makes sense. It's like a, it's like a, awake in a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> like, I realize it sucks, and I can't go anywhere. It's like being paralyzed. Like, that can feel like that. Right. So I like that she gave it such words. I feel like, and this is why I thought this was an important episode, like, let's hear each other's real vulnerable in the moment feelings where you feel very isolated so that maybe together we don't feel so isolated. Maybe it's like, oh, everybody else gets it, that feeling. Yep. Mm. Okay. I have Kate B. So she says, and she gives me her aura colors, and she says she's turquoise, so she gets sleepy. I just shut down physically and need to go nap or go to the quietest, most still area I can find. I keep my noise-canceling headphones handy and try to wake up with an upbeat playlist, usually ones I listen to when I'm on a run so my body thinks, go, go, go. And then she says her purple, and this is how her purple handles it, or I get super distracted if I'm frustrated or I feel like I'm stuck with something, cleaning work, etc. All of a sudden, something else feels very urgent. The purple self-sabotage is real. All of a sudden, I might get a creative idea that I need to pursue, or I'll get tied up in helping a friend or a friend with some crisis I just found out about, still working on managing those impulses. I like how um, she talked about it in, in relation to her aura colors. So like with the turquoise, I like that she's saying like, okay, you know, turquoises are extremely absorbent and, and have a hard time not um, losing themselves into other people's energy, like basically evaporating like water into other people's stuff so that she's trying to find quietest, still areas without people, putting on her noise-canceling headphones. Like she's trying to isolate her energy so that she can replenish it as herself which i feel like is really self-aware but then she's also talking about but then her purple creeps in and is like oh let's distract in like i don't know toxic ways or different ways but at least she's self-aware and she sees it you know i think that that's all you can do sometimes is be self-aware yeah um yeah all right this one's from alex c mm-hmm. and what i don't know we haven't really talked about this but like events oh okay so this is i have such awful burnout right now because she's planning a wedding. Oh, gosh. So, this, you know, this might be, maybe this is like a more temporary burnout type thing. Yeah, you can, yeah. Um, like what, what guests to invite are stressing her out. You it know, is stressful. I'm just about to lose it. I need help. Yeah. So, yeah, like a wet, like a big event could burn you out, right? Yeah, Things and like I think that. like something like a wedding, you know, or you'll see, I don't know, like anybody who's been through these things, like planning a wedding or planning... Um, even like when you're pregnant and having a baby or just anything that's like kind of like, oh, it's supposed to be this type of event. So you're like inhaling all of everybody's expectations or societal expectations. And then it's funny because like these things turn into, uh, I don't know, like mini dramas in the family. And then there's like lots of different things to consider that can overwhelm you. And so it can be almost like a microcosm of all your issues of your entire life, like coming to meet you (laughs) on like whatever day it's supposed to be. Like, uh, I totally get it. And then that's why you and I were just talking about this the other day. We should have just eloped. I mean, and and we had a fun wedding. Don't get me wrong. Like I, my favorite parts were like dancing. We had a great time, but like really in retrospect, people. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our wedding. Elope. Yeah. (laughs) Our wedding story could be three episodes of the podcast. 
that will drown everyone in sorrow yeah, I don't and know misery. If cares, but mm-hmm. like I think like the at the end of it is just like don't spend too much money on yeah. it. And look, uh, <laughs> Alexis, I'm going to alleviate some of the pressure from you right now. You know, if you need that extra spot at the table, take me off the guest list. It's okay. <laughs> I understand, you know, my feelings might be hurt. You might not get that uh, Facebook happy birthday, but... Um, you weren't going to get it anyway. You weren't going to get it anyway. Yeah. So you can uninvite Scott. Yes, uninvite me. But what did you say the other day? Like the only things people remember from a wedding. Yeah, the only... I mean, literally, the only thing you ever remember... If you're for, Scott. Yeah. If you're, <laughs> if you're Scott, this is what you remember. Yeah, the Go. only thing I ever remember is, was there open bar? Yeah, that's big. You know, and did you have fun dancing? Yeah, was the DJ or band Yeah, good? was the band or DJ good? And that's really it. I mean, I don't ever remember, like, the silverware, the right. placemats, like the gifts. Like, what favor you got. Yeah, the... Yeah, the f- the, I don't even remember, like, the food you were eat. Were the like, seats covered or not? Right. No one remembers like, that don't, stuff. Yeah, like, what was the centerpiece yeah. or whatever? Yeah. Like, did I have to wait, like, like, 30 seconds to get a rum and coke? Perfect. You know, like, yeah. you know, that I'll remember. If there was like a line to the bar no, or a cocktail yeah. hour, it was like, yeah. like, like a, a mess. Yeah, yeah maybe so, you remember that. But. Yeah. All right. So an abundance of food and liquor and then Scott's happy. Okay. You got it. <laughs> All right. Jolene H. writes. This is funny. I so I thought this was funny. When I burn out, I get bitchy. Really <laughs> bitchy. I lash out at the people I love. I have fibromyalgia. So I start to hurt a lot and I cry a lot. My husband used to tell me when I was starting to get bitchy and I would work on working it out. I'm a crafter, so I craft. I make crystal glass sun catchers and chandeliers. I also make gemstone bracelets and earrings, gemstone trees, glass garden flowers, and I paint. I've always loved nature, so I take long walks. After my husband passed in 2020, I'm so sorry, Jolene, I found it impossible to return to my very stressful job as a manager of a very busy hotel, so I walked a lot, miles each day. I find that I deal with stress and burnout better by learning something new. Last year, I taught myself how to crochet, and I have done it so much my right shoulder hurts all the time. Right now, I'm dealing by reading, watching reality TV shows, and listening to podcasts. I am in the process of listening to all MMs from the beginning, working with my gemstones while I crochet a blanket for my oldest granddaughter. Hmm. You know what I love about what she does? She takes her energy that she might not be happy with it and she transmutes it into beautiful creations how lovely that she can take any sort of sadness or burnout or stress she feels and she can create beautiful things with it or she walks and tries to let that energy go somewhere else she really works on transmuting it into beauty it is beautiful yeah what do you got all right i got stephanie z she's obviously a fan of the show she says burnout when other people project onto you work emotions expectations and you don't say no or ask for help until it's too late so you either one you indigoist two you purple bomb three you red rant or any other blow up for specific colors mm-hmm. so she's got the terms down yeah she's good yeah yeah i like that kind of just that hitting kind of, a wall yeah that kind of sums it up yeah that's a good one yeah you have any more i have one more i have one more too okay all right heather s writes i'm in burnout mode Big time due to my job. And I'm an ICU nurse and I'm yellow blue, of course. I feel it in my body in multiple places. Between my shoulder blades, there's so much tension. It gets worse and worse with increased stress. In my gut, like MM spoke about before, irregularity is an issue relating to holding on to things that I shouldn't be. Emotionally, it feels incredibly overwhelming to the point where I want to isolate. It feels helpless 
numb. It feels like there's an internal cup I keep trying to fill, but no matter what I do, it's always empty. Like there's a pit in my stomach that gets larger by the day. I've tried so hard to mitigate these feelings for myself, but even more so for my children who deserve so much more than half a present mommy. I try to keep my boundaries and of course, self-care, meditation, exercise, etc. It does help some. It's of course an ongoing struggle. And it's one of those things where it's an assess day to day what I need, what needs to change, etc. It feels like my head is just barely above water most days, but this podcast and community have been huge in my personal growth. And I don't think I would have been able to weather the ongoing stress of this pandemic as a nurse. Wow. Without the support I've found in this community and the wisdom MM has shared with us all. Oh my gosh. With what we share with each other, really for this, I am eternally grateful. That made me cry. Wow. I mean, she's an angel and, and these angels are suffering. Our angels are suffering out there. It's heartbreaking to me that she goes and holds people's hands all day. And then nobody's who's holding her hand, you know, I mean, that's, and I think like what's going on out there and, and they said, it's just going to get worse and worse and worse that like these, we need to take care of them. Yeah. I, I'm speechless. From, I know. From being, you know. I mean, it, like there's no, and she knows that there's no solution to it. It's like, she's there every day being an angel for people. What, what can we do for them? You know? Wow. All right. I think the last one, we got to leave out a, a funnier note here. So I got, I picked out a funny one okay. after that really heavy one and it just oh. left me speechless. Well, we love uh, her. We just send her yeah. a lot of love and yeah. I'm glad that she's taking something from the group. I feel like if you get nothing out, out of this, <laughs> you know, just we, like you always say, we have the best group. We do. We are a real family and I think families don't always have solutions, but we always have love. Yes. So I'm glad that you guys come to our family and find love in each other. I see it every day. I know you do too. And, um, and yeah, we, we might not always have solutions, but we always have love. Definitely. All right. What's your funny one? All there? right. Last one is from Jen R. Oh. I thought this one was really funny. She's, okay. She writes, I am burned out from this guy. Oh. He is a podcast host. I hear him every Thursday morning. <laughs> he does a lot of red rants. He makes jokes, doesn't understand things like TikTok. Please help me. <laughs> So who do you think she's... Wow. Is that Joe Rogan? Yeah. It's yeah. Joe Rogan. That's, okay, so she's talking about Joe Rogan. I, for a second, I thought it was me. Right, but then you were like, ah, please, I'm yeah. amazing. Yeah, that's Conan O'Brien. She's talking about Conan. Right? Some, one of those guys. Right, not, not, not you. It can't be me. Like you would think it would be you. All right, well, <laughs> on that, we had... We, look, the one thing I have to say, there's one thing I'll never be burned out from. Yeah? You know what that is? What? You. Oh, thanks, Scotty. It's so sweet. Yeah. Oh. All right. Oh. All right. Well, hey, guys, up. this podcast is for you and about you. Thank you so much for spending time with us today, sharing your light, sharing your energy. You all take care. If you want to be the most interesting person at the cocktail party, well, hop on over and listen to the Brain Candy Podcast. Our award-winning content will have you laughing while you're learning. We read all the best articles, books, and studies, and keep up with new TV shows, documentaries, and pop culture. And then we cram it all into two shows a week. Conspiracy theories, cannibal rabbits, unsolved mysteries, the history of the Walkman. There's something for everyone. The Brain Candy Podcast. Find our link in the show notes. Or simply search for the Brain Candy Podcast on your podcast app.